Well, good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the Christian Church of Estes Park. We are disciples of Jesus that build generational transformational disciples of Jesus. And it is great to see you all here today. And thank you for joining us online. You were there. But those of you who are here, what a ministry you have to me. I have been praying through this crisis, this time, uh, for the community. Something that if you want to want to know it's on a pastor's heart, the community of, of the, the church, right? Uh, being separate and all that kind of stuff makes it hard, doesn't it? And it's just wonderful to see you and to hope that you connect, connect throughout the week, call one another. And those of you online, I encourage you, make those phone calls or write letters and, and connect with the church family. It is so important, especially as this thing continues to drag out, right? Uh, somebody told me this is the new normal. I said it's new, but it is absolutely not normal. Do we all agree? That's crazy. Well, um, way long ago, uh, before uh, all of this crisis and crazy stuff hit, there were these things called dinner parties. You remember those? <laughs> right? And we would get together with friends and things like that. Well, as we continue our series in the book of Proverbs today, we actually uh, are invited to two different dinner parties. You get to uh, different things that we were, uh, houses that we were invited to that have very, very different things on the menu. So we're going to be talking about that today. Of course, before we do, we want to have our uh, our memory verse there is Proverbs 1-7, and we're about halfway through the series, and so hopefully this is beginning to uh, sound a little more familiar to you. If not, don't worry, it's a great time to start now, but this really is the key to unlock wisdom, so we're going to make sure we spend some time each week on that. So just say it along with me. Here we go. Three, two, one. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, Proverbs 1-7. All right, again, let's do it again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. All right, test ourselves. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. Very good. So if you have your Bibles, you're going to want to turn them to Proverbs 9. And uh, Proverbs 9 is where we actually find these this uh, these invitations. In fact, this morning, as you're in Proverbs 9, I'm going to introduce you to the new, two most powerful women in the entire world. In fact, the two most powerful women in all of history. Women that have the ability to make you or break you, and they are preparing a meal for you. And so we're going to go and we're going to start reading about them. First uh, invitation is in starting in verse 1 of chapter 9. It says this, Wisdom has built her house... She has set up its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants and she calls from the highest point in the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come eat my food and drink my wine that I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. And so that's the very first uh, invitation that we get. The first lady that we are introduced to is a gal named Sophia. That was the Greek, which translated quite accurately to our language, wisdom. And she prepares an amazing meal for you. You can read a little bit about uh, as her invitation continues, ver verse 7 to verse 12, as she talks about kind of what it's like to have uh, to dine in the house of wisdom and why that's so important. Well, that's the first invitation that we have is wisdom. And now we also now go to, across town to the next invitation. 
a gal named Folly. Verse 13, it says, Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point in the city, calling out to those who pass by who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she said, stolen water is sweet and food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. So here we have two different uh, invitations, right? Very, very different ones. So wisdom and folly. Uh, very, very different gals. There's some things that they have in common between these two invitations, a few things that we see in there. The first one we see is that they're preparing a meal and they want you to come. That's, that's important. The second thing that I think we find there that's really similar between these two gals is as they're preparing their, their meal for that, is that they are at the highest point in the city. That's where they're sending their invitations out. It's not hidden. Now, I find it interesting that wisdom is already there at the highest, or is actually not the highest point. Wisdom has to send invitations out to the highest point in the city. She has to send gals out to the highest point and then to let everybody know, hey, come to my house. But Folly is at the highest point in the city. That's where she's sitting. That's where her house is. And isn't that like that in the public square? It seems like foolishness just kind of makes its home right in the middle of, this, <laughs> of culture, right? It doesn't have to go far. It just sits there. But wisdom comes for you. Wisdom goes out. And sends out, and they both have their invitation. This is not something that is hidden, right? They're, they're making the proclamation. I think that's good. There are something else in that. They're invitation to the same kind of people. They both say, I want those who are simple to come, right? So they're calling to the same kind of people. And we talked last week a little about uh, the otherwise, you know, um, <laughs> What we're not like, uh, what, what's uh, the, the, uh, the simple or the beginning of the not wise? And simple is not people with bad hearts. It's just people that don't know much, <laughs> right? It's the naive. And which of us knows everything? So in a way, all of us are a little bit simple. And I think that's important that, that both of them call. Both wisdom and folly are vying for our attention. Both of them say, come. But this, the other part that I think is interesting, they both make promises to those who have no sense, for wisdom, she says, come to my house. If you don't have any sense, then I'll give you sense. And for folly, she says, if you come to my house, you have no sense. Then what I want you to do is I want you just to indulge in all these pleasures, right? To do naughty things like we talked about last week. And so they both have some similarities, but that's, that's about where it ends. What I want to focus on today are the differences between these two gals. Because that's how you make a, a decision, right? As you look at kind of what's the difference between things. What is it like when you spend time in the house of wisdom versus the house of folly? What do they offer that's different? The first difference that we notice is that wisdom is a homemaker, while folly is a home wrecker. That's a pretty big thing right there. That we find here that wisdom starts by building her house. Before she has dinner, she builds her house. That's the very first thing. Wisdom has built her house. She's not going to invite you over unless there's a place to come. And it's not just any house. It's a beautiful house. Seven pillars, which means a mansion. This is a big, beautiful house. It's stable. It's solid. This is not a facade. It's put together well. Wisdom has room for you and wisdom is prepared for you, even to the deepest level. Wisdom builds a house, and she invites you over, and she will build your home as well. 
and a beautiful home at that. On the other side, we find Folly. Folly's a homewrecker. She's senseless. She's unruly. She's a mess. It's Folly getting her house together while Wisdom is putting together her mixed wine and, and cooking the food and making sure everything's perfect and make sure she's got all the invitations set out. It's all organized, right? So you come over to her house. She's ready for you. Make you feel good. Is Folly doing that? No, Folly is senseless and stupid. That's what it says. What is Folly doing? She's lazy. She's sitting at the front of her door. She's not preparing for guests. She's just waiting for victims. She's going to call out whoever's going to come. I guarantee you open up the door of Folly. It's a, it's a mess in there. Her house is an absolute mess. And she's going to mess up your house as well. That's what Folly does. She doesn't know how to keep a good home. She doesn't know how to make a good home or a good life. Folly may have a nice sounding invitation, right? She might be, uh, I don't know, seductive. Might be tempting to go and dine at the house of Folly because, I mean, she's got a house right there at the top of the city. You're already there. But you open that door and you start dining with folly and all of a sudden you recognize your world is a mess. That's the way it works. First thing you have to understand between the two, wisdom truly is a homemaker. If we want to make our homes in a solid place, a place that is good, a solid foundation, we need to begin by dining with wisdom. And folly will always mess up our lives. The second uh, thing that we have here is that wisdom sets a table while folly sits at the door. All right, wisdom is in there. What is she doing? Is she's, she's preparing her house and all that. She's preparing the place. She's setting a table. She's getting things ready. That God in wisdom is always being prepared for you. Custom. Think about when you invite somebody to your house, right? You don't just have some generic meal, but you know the people. What if the friends that you're inviting over are gluten-free? Are you going to have spaghetti? Only if you're evil, right? You know your guests and you prepare for them. Rich food, good things. You set the table so it's beautiful. That's the way wisdom is. Wisdom is prepared for us. Wherever stage in life you are, know that wisdom, that God's wisdom is being prepared in advance, is what the scripture says, that God is, is preparing us for good works that he's prepared in advance for us, right? Well, it's the same thing with wisdom. It says when we pray, God already knows what we need before we ask. That God has a way for us, that God's wisdom is already prepared and it's designed for you. And it's set out. Like when you show up at the house of wisdom, you don't have to wait while they finish the meal. They finish cooking or even set at the table. When you come to wisdom, it is prepared for you. That's a powerful thing. But folly's not that way. The folly isn't prepared for our lives. That when we live lives dining with folly and in the company of folly, we go out and do things in contradiction to what God has, not thinking about his, what, he, what he wants us to do, not thinking about the consequences, living non-prudent lives. Guess what? All of our understanding of how things must work isn't ready for our reality, and we get into trouble, don't we? That we see that, that folly is not getting ready for us. Folly is there looking for victims. That's all she's doing. Temptation is out there looking to snag us. And it's not always just into sin. Sometimes it's just into being dumb. To making bad decisions we know that God wouldn't want us to do. Right? And then we go do those things and then we wonder why all of a sudden everything doesn't fall into place. It just kind of falls apart. 
it's because folly hasn't been ready for us. It's not ready. It's not something that's going to help you gain a great life. The third thing that we find in here is that wisdom offers fulfillment. Right? That's a pretty great thing. Where folly, well, only offers gratification. And it's, there's a subtle difference between those two. Notice in here in the scripture where it says that uh, wisdom says, hey, come and eat from all of this great meat and this mixed wine. I want you to have these things, right? I'm, I'm ready to satisfy you. But what does folly have to say? Hey, let's go steal some food. It's going to be more fun, right? It's exactly what it says, that uh, let all that are simple come to my house. Stolen water is sweet. Food and eaten in secret is delicious. She's not ready for it, but what she offers is second best. And really in context of, of all of Proverbs, when they talk about water and the well and things like this, right here it's talking about our, our sexual purity. That's why in a couple of weeks we're actually going to talk about wisdom and sex, what it talks about in Proverbs. There's a lot of stuff in there about that. But this is one of those passages where it says, listen, uh, there's temptation to be sexually impure. And I would say in our culture today, that is a very real thing, isn't it? And so in there, it's basically saying, wisdom saying, I've got this beautiful mule, this beautiful life ready for you. It's set and it's pure and it's good. But wisdom is like, hey, let's go drink out of the gutter. It's going to be great. How fun it's going to be. Let's go steal some McDonald's. It's going to be awesome. Let's go do some dumpster diving. Isn't that great and fun? And we would say that's ridiculous, but how often do we want to just to have the instant gratification? We want what I want, and I want it now. And so I'm going to go steal. You know, I was watching the news, which I shouldn't do because it makes me not feel very Christian. But I was. And, and you know, in that, it's good because God uses the, the modern media to really show me where I need the Lord, right? And where I need to pray and, and how I need to grow in kindness and in compassion, his vision, but his wisdom. But I find that in that, I was watching things that are happening in our inner cities right now. Breaks my heart. Absolutely breaks my heart. There was a, a video I saw this week where there was a shoe store in the middle of this town. And all of these people, I, I don't know, they were not peaceful protesters. I didn't see any signs protesting anything. They were breaking into the shoe store and going out with boxes of shoes, boxes and boxes and boxes of shoes. That's what they were doing, just going and stealing. And what would caught me of that is because I was going to preach on wisdom this week and these two things. I thought, what a great illustration of these two different things. Where if you want a nice pair of shoes, most of us are like, I got to go and get a job and I got to work for it, right? And I'm going to go to a store. When I have enough, I'm going to buy my shoes, right? I'm going to get those things and they're going to be great, right? I'm going to enjoy my nice shoes. Or you can get what you want right now. Food stolen in secret. It's good. But the problem is if you go and you just break down shoe store things and you steal what you want today, guess what happens? There's no more shoe stores. And someday your shoes are going to wear out and there will be nowhere else for you to go. And guess what? All of those businesses are going to leave and there will be no jobs to earn money to buy any more shoes. So you get your shoes today, but you'll be barefoot tomorrow. What a picture of wisdom versus folly in our own nation today. But it's not just those that live in the inner cities that deal with this. They're all, in our own lives, how many times does the devil call to us and say, you don't have to do things God's way. You don't have to put your wants on the shelf. You don't have to go through the long effort of preparing and, and doing those things. You can get what you want now. You can be gratified. But gratification lasts for a moment. It lasts for a moment. God offers something better. 
fulfillment, to live a full life, new shoes or old shoes. God gives us something as we live with wisdom, something called contentment. But he also gives us the ability to be successful and prosperous. That's what God does. That's what his ways do. But it, our fulfillment in our life doesn't just come from the things that we have. That wisdom leads us to a full life, lives that have rich relationships, lives that are lived with meaning and purpose, lives that are not thrown away for stupid things and light little pleasures that someday disappear into the ether. Wisdom offers a full life. That's why Jesus said he came not to just give us life, but that we would have life abundantly, a full life. And then we find here in wisdom, wisdom doesn't offer you cheap things. She's offering the very best, the best meat, the best wine, the best everything. This is the life that wisdom gives to us. If you want a rich life, we want to dine with wisdom. The last one, though, I think is the most ominous and important for us to get. Wisdom invites you to a feast. It's a party. It's a dinner party. It's a time to go and to grow right? It's, it's a time to be nourished and fed. But folly, just to a funeral. In fact, not just any funeral. It's your funeral. Look what it says there in wisdom. It says, uh, I didn't read this part of the passage, but it's in verse, uh, chapter 9, but you get to verse uh, 10 and through 12. It says, the fear of the Lord, she says, this is wisdom still giving her invitation. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Isn't that cool how they, she adds to our memory verse? That key begins to slowly turn and unlock it. Not just the beginning of knowledge, the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning of wisdom. And then she says, For through wisdom your days will be many, and, your, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. And if you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. And her invitation is for us. She says, if you come and you dine with me, my food is good and it's going to nourish you. It's going to add years to your life, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good to you. It's going to add life to you. But it's not just going to add years to your life. It's going to add life to your years, isn't it? As we live in wisdom, we have way less things that uh, these bad stuff that we go back and regret and we mourn over. Wisdom leads to a life full of life. What a great thing is that? What a beautiful feast. And I think that it's interesting then as we find in, in, in throughout Scripture that the, one of the first things that's going to happen when Jesus returns, there's going to be judgment, right, all that, but the first thing that happens for us is a feast. What a fun thing. Our God loves a party. And he invites us to feast in this life as well on his wisdom to gain in knowledge and an understanding of who he is. As we, as we grow in joy and in peace and in patience and in kindness and in gentleness and goodness and self-control, right? all of these amazing things, God begins to build this into us. We become richer and fuller. On the other side, folly. It, it sounds good. Folly's like, get what you want, what you want right now. Let's go steal it. Let's go have some fun because my house is a mess anyway. Let's just go. But you go out there and you get sick. And the ultimate thing with this, as we see that verse uh, 18, talking about the, the house of folly, it says, little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. It's not even like you're just a little dead. It's not like you're just mostly dead, right? Well, you dine with folly and your life ends. It ends. 
That real living isn't there when we live for ourselves. Real living doesn't happen when we just do what we think is best. Real living doesn't happen when I just follow my heart off a cliff. Real living happens when I follow my Lord and Savior. Real living begins when we submit our simple wills to the will of God. When we look in this world today and there are a lot of smart people who are fools. And they live very foolish lives. They live as though God doesn't exist. They live as though that their hearts and their understanding of things is absolute best, right? This is how the way the world works right now. There's a lot of people out there telling you, follow your heart, do what you want, right? But then we look at the lives and the world that they're putting together and it's a mess. There is a different way. There is one who came 2,000 years ago and showed us that way. He is God. And he said, follow me. And by following him, amazing things have happened past the 2,000 years. We think so many lives and society and everything's been benefited by following the wisdom of Christ. He invites you to come. And I think this passage was put there in, in Proverbs 9, because after this, now we're going to start with some real practical things, but we really have to decide, you have to decide, who is it that you're going to feast with? Who are you feasting with? You can learn all of the things that what Proverbs said, but if you don't start applying them, if you're not following Jesus in them, if you're not coming and taking the invitation to sit at his table to go and to grow and to learn and be fed, then you're dining with folly. And we really, you have to choose who you're going to dine with. And so this is how you choose wisdom. It starts with this. It starts by a death of the self. Jesus said, if you want to come alive in the kingdom, you have to die to yourself. Pick up your cross daily and follow him. What does that mean? Well, it means that we die to our own simple ways of thinking and of living, doesn't it? Our own simple ways of doing things. And it says then that we begin to choose his way, to say that we knew need to be instructed by God. That's why we need to be discipled in the Lord, to be able to think new thoughts and understand new things. And the word of God is going to tell us things that sometimes we're uncomfortable with. That means it's working. God needed to tell you those things. That's right. <laughs> but as we gain those things, we begin to grow. And as we grow, our lives become full and rich. Our houses are built. And we have the full life of joy that God has called us to. And so, it starts by following Jesus, being saved by his grace through faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. But it continues as we learn and grow and follow him. And that's what church is all about. All right. Well, that's the invitation. This week, I hope that you spend some time thinking about what is it that God has for you as we have the worship team's going to come forward right now. They're going to, Zach has some next steps for you. I'm going to pray for us together. Let's pray that God gives us some help, some, some direction as we get to choose his wisdom. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your love, but also for your wisdom. We think of this passage, Lord, in Scripture that you really do. I love how you put it there for us, something in terms that we can understand a dinner party. Lord, help us to choose wisely. Let us choose well. Let us choose to dine in a house of wisdom. Let us follow you, Christ, to learn to obey everything that you've taught. For your ways are true, and they are right, and they lead to life. So, Father, I pray a blessing over this congregation as we walk in wisdom. Help us to shine that light and that truth to our friends, our family, our community, especially in these dark days, that they might receive wisdom as well and truth and life, Lord, and that you would receive glory. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
Amen. Well, if you would um, look at that green connection card on the back, and uh, um, we're going to commit to some things this week. Uh, the first thing you can do is to memorize, continue to memorize Proverbs 1, 7. Uh, if you haven't memorized that already, and if you feel like you have memorized it, uh, you probably haven't because I always feel like I've memorized something and then two weeks later I forget it. So uh, keep uh, keep uh, looking at that, and, and by the end of the summer, make it a goal that that card is just tore up because you've looked at it so much. Um, read Proverbs 9 uh, also. Uh, just take that passage uh, that chapter, Proverbs 9, and just read it this week, um, and, um, and that'd be good. Uh, we're all on the same page together uh, as we do that. And then also, the third thing that we can do is evaluate our heart, and, uh, you know, are we walking uh, in truth and in wisdom? Uh, and then fourthly, uh, repent. Uh, after we evaluate, repent of those things that we uh, are not doing right, uh, uh, those things that that we feel are not uh, godly, and uh, if we feel like we're walking in folly, and then to renew and ask God to teach us truth and renew our mind and our heart each and every day.